All right, everyone, and thanks again for checking back into Casual Nonsense. Uh, we appreciate your continued support of the show. If this is your first time here, then thanks for giving us a listen, and hopefully you'll stick around for future shows or check out some uh, previous episodes. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy them all. As a reminder, too, we're always looking for some awesome guests to join me on the show. So if you have a good story to tell or something you want to plug, like a business or a book or anything that the listeners would enjoy, or maybe you just want to come on and talk some nonsense with me because I do plenty of that. So just let me know one way or the other, and let's see if we can make some magic happen. So today, I welcome Mallory to the show. Mallory is an expert in marketing. She has a lot of insights and ideas on how you can improve your marketing strategy. I thought I was decent at social media, but after talking with Mallory, I realized how much that I don't know about pretty much anything that she does. Um, so now I understand why people or companies hire marketing experts to, you know, to update their team and to help them out in that aspect of their business. Uh, she's also an accomplished entrepreneur. Uh, she's started over half a dozen businesses like throughout her career, some of which she's still running now. But anyway, enough for me. Uh, let's get to the good stuff. Mallory, what's up? Hi, it's so good to be here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just diving right into it. That's all. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, where's the intro? Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so thanks for joining Casual Nonsense. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join me on this little humble little show that we got going on here. Why don't you want to take a moment and just tell me briefly about yourself and then I'll fire away with some questions. All right. Okay. We are doing the intro. All right. I was unprepared to introduce myself. I'm like, do I give the fun, the fun version or the business version? <laughs> uh, let's go fun version. Let's go fun version. We'll oh, go cliff note okay. fun version. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Mallory. Oh gosh, my my life is my business, so this is this is hard. Um, well, I mean, start with that. Like, what? So, what do you? So, what do you? Do? I'll make it easy for you. So, what do you do? <laughs> I am a marketing strategist and consultant for small businesses, um, but I have started many many businesses before this um, in like a variety of different things. Um, I, you know, I'm local in Raleigh. I live with my dog. You know, that's, that's the fun part of me is my dog. Everyone loves her. Um, she's very cute. What type and of dog is that? She is a French bulldog pug mix. Yikes. So very silly. Very tiny. She's, she's like actually big for her size. When I got her, I got her at like 12 weeks old and I was living in New York city at the time and I took her and I just like took her outside and there's like Frenchies everywhere in New York and this guy comes over with his and he's like, oh, how old is your dog? And I was like, oh, she's like 12 weeks old. How old is yours? And he's like three years. And Phoebe was like the size of his dog. And I was like, oh, what kind of monster dog did I get? <laughs> you feeding that thing, right? But she's like 30 pounds. So, okay. But she's like very tiny and compact. And I basically call her a little bowling ball. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. We have, uh, we have two Huskies in the house. So. Oh, uh, slightly heavier than 30 pounds. Yes. A lot more energy too, I imagine. Uh, yep. And a lot more <laughs> fur that yes. is never ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was looking up some of your, some of your background, mm -hmm. um, just like with something like, you know, you started, I think it was seven businesses, right? Yep. And, um, you know, I, I, I won't ask you your age, but I, I know you're not, you're not, you don't look very old. So that's pretty cool that, uh, you have, you know, that you've been able to have that experience, which I think is pretty cool. So, 
let me just run through these real quick and then okay. you know you can comment on them if you want so <laughs> okay. your first business was uh you made hand painted shoes yes is that right mm-hmm. the what, what was that like you making like wooden like dockers or something like i don't know <laughs> how does that go oh my gosh um, I like to think they're cooler than that, but, um, they were like women's high heels. So essentially, um, there's like special paint that you can paint on leather with. So I went to like a, like I started this business while I was in college still. And I went to a conference and there was a guy there that did it on air force ones. And he's like doing like Jay-Z's shoes. Like he's like okay. a big deal. Was he airbrushing? Um, he might've been airbrushing some of them, but I think he was like hand painting some of the other ones and stuff. Um, but he like sold a kit and I was like, well, this is cool. And like, I've always been kind of like artsy. So like, let me just like buy this kit and like try it on a pair of shoes. So then I was like, this is fun. Like I like this. And if he's doing it for Jay-Z, like I can do it for Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Like why not? Right. Spoiler. I did not. Um, (laughs) You should have left that open. We would have just assumed when we see her shoes. We'll know oh my man. God, that would actually be really fun. Um, but yeah, so I started doing that. I did a lot of like bridal shoes and, and things like that. Um, I did, I did do some shoes for some like very like low level celebrities, like housewives on like okay. Bravo. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? That's their money's good here. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So what was, uh, what was Ash and Willow? Ash and Willow was um, essentially like an online boutique for accessories. So with the shoe company, I realized it was very difficult to be both like the designer and also the like CEO, essentially. So I kind of got burned out, decided, let me go like a little slightly easier route. I liked the business side of things a little bit more. So I just was purchasing... um, accessories essentially wholesale and reselling yeah. them online perfect yeah that's actually a bigger there's a lot of that going around now too like that's mm-hmm. a whole that's a whole thing you know? yeah much bigger Side markup hustle. and everything too oh yeah of course <laughs> yeah. yep that's awesome so then we had uh bold and pop is that right mm-hmm. yep are you still doing this one no this one this was my business that allowed me to become a full-time business owner okay. so with the other businesses before that, I also had a job um, while I was building those. And that was as a social media manager for a small boutique PR agency in New York City. Long story short, they uh, basically it was a toxic work environment. Very fun. My the job was like threatened like every day for like a year. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. It's very fun, not stressful at all, you know, right. very young at the time, like what is happening at the time, you know, I'm obviously know this is like on the horizon. So finally, eventually I was just like, am I getting fired? Can I go to the beach today? Like I'm, I'm over this, <laughs> <laughs> but Perfect. I was trying to find another job obviously, but I just couldn't find anything I liked. And at that time I had already moved back to um, Connecticut. So there's a lot less options than New York city. Is so that where I, you're from? Connecticut? Yeah, I am. Are you? Uh, so I don't mean to be derailed here, but are you? A, I got to ask you because are you a sports <laughs> fan? Like, to be? Uh, I think we may have talked about this a little bit now that it's starting to come back to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. a little bit, a little bit. More Mets than Yankees, right? Yes, yes. Okay, I'm that's why. Girl. That's why we're here today. We, we passed <laughs> the test. Okay. <laughs> nice. 
We don't think kindly of Yankees around here. Yeah, I'm like right in between New York and Boston. So it really could go like either way. But I think I told you, I went to high school with somebody that played for the Mets. So naturally just started watching them because I was like, it's cool. I know him. And when I lived there, I went to some games that he was playing at. So you You want to name drop him? Sure. Matt Harvey. (laughs) Matt Harvey. All right. Well, I have a a friend of mine, uh, Terrence, was on a show. And he's a big Mets fan. He actually mm-hmm. writes he writes articles about the Mets. Like he's um, he's on a Mets website and he writes about them. So I guarantee you he'll know who Matt Harvey is. So yeah, uh, he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a text when we're done here. I was gonna say he uh, he he has since retired. I believe I think he just retired. But and he like okay. moved on from the the Mets and everything. But he was like they called him like the Dark Knight when he first came up from oh, nice. the minor leagues. So yeah, <laughs> it was like a whole thing. <laughs> Are you still friends with him now? Um, we never were like friends, friends, but you know, it's like his like parents lived like a few streets behind my parents. So like, you know, if I saw him now, we would definitely probably chat. Okay. But but you're not, you're not, no, 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 no. I'm like, not that cool. All right. He's not that cool. He would be cool. Exactly. Now that he's retired, he's a nobody. Right. (laughs) Um, all right. So you did some, that's where you learned your digital marketing skill set, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then we went into the, uh, the, is it bright beta company, right? Yep. That's what's still going on. And that's the, um, if I remember right, and I, I wrote the name down, but not the title. Is that the, um, the, the planners, like the books? Yeah, it is. Yep. Okay. And you're mm-hmm. still doing those today. That's the one you're doing today still. Yeah. So I'm still doing that okay. one today and then the marketing side of things. Okay. So the next one, I, uh, I don't know if I told you, but I, I got this, I got your, your oh, deck yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. So the <laughs> affirmation deck I thought was, uh, was funny as shit. So, uh, so I got, I got one, I haven't gone through them all, so I got to figure out the usage of these things, but yeah, they were, they were pretty humorous. So, uh, we're going to go into more into those. Yes. And the last two, I didn't take a lot of notes on, so I apologize, but it looks like you did some, uh, some furniture flipping. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You, so you go to like flea markets or something and just spend yeah. some crap. So basically, yeah, it was just Facebook marketplace, uh, like the restore, like just like anywhere I could find like inexpensive stuff that needed to be like fixed up and just kind of worked through that. But that, that's a whole other, that's a headache, right? That, that was, well, it's a lot of work. Everyone, people do it on like Instagram. And so I like saw it and I was like, yeah, I can do this. Like I'm pretty handy. It's fine. Yep. They like flip their furniture, what seems like in half an hour. And here I am like eight days in and I'm like barely <laughs> finished with this thing. And I was like, how do any of you make money doing this? Right. Have you seen the, um, you can buy like Amazon pallets uh, where you can buy like return goods or whatever it is, damaged goods. There's actually, if you've been to the flea market in Raleigh, there's a shop set up there and there's a handful of treasure liquidator mm. shops in this area that do that so they they buy these pallets from all these stores like lowe's home depot or wherever and they just resell it i looked into it a little bit like i signed up so i can actually bid on those if i want but then i as i looked into it more and i'm like what if i got a pallet of crap like i don't want just a pallet of like plush toys and just garbage like dollar store toys that nobody wants yeah and i'm no. like i don't know that's i don't i get better things to do with my time i think than to make, that's like, I um... make 50 bucks the like storage wars like show like where yeah, they like it, buy the store. I'm always like, yeah, this is great until you just get like, it's like empty and you just spend a bunch of money for like nothing or just like all kinds of junk. You can actually, there's a website out there and I don't have it handy, but I looked at it a couple months ago 
and they take pictures of what's in the in the storeroom. So you oh. you put in your area or whatever location you're at, and it'll be it start the bidding was like starts at like ten bucks or twenty bucks, and you know it's it's an online auction, and they show a picture of it, and there might be multiple pictures, right? Mm-hmm. But you know sometimes you might see something in the back that you you know what it is, but then there'll be boxes, but. I couldn't like if you if you're an employee who works there, like tell me you're not sifting through it real quick. Like someone left a bag of cash and like, well, let me just take this out of the picture, right? Like I, I don't know, I just can't imagine that you're gonna find that really super priced out item unless you know, like maybe you own a pawn shop or something like that that yeah. you know you can sell things. So that's a tough that's a tough uh, grind, I think. You know? Yeah, I think it would be really fun if I like knew a lot of the value of a lot of random things, but yeah. I don't. So yeah. HGTV. That's your friend right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you need. You need a, a team of people researching this crap. Yes. You know, yeah. maybe someday. All right. So now you are fractional CMO. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me about that. So CMO chief marketing officer. Is that yes. right? Yep. So that means you're the boss. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, what, Talk to me about that. Like, what are you, what are you doing with that? Are you out searching for clients to uh, help them with their marketing or is that ignorant for me to say? You, you tell me. Yeah, no, that's pretty much exactly what I do. So um, Nailed it. essentially <laughs> clients come to me, they have some sort of issue with their marketing. So whether that's they've kind of like reached a plateau and they can't kind of push past, you know, a certain revenue point. Um, most of my clients know enough about marketing that they've done a really great job and built like really great businesses. But, you know, once you get to a certain point, there are different strategies that you need to know and they just don't either know enough or they don't have the time to actually go out and kind of like figure that stuff out because they're running busy, you know, doing the thing they're good at um, and everything. So that's kind of where I step in, where I come in and I will help them kind of develop a strategy for future growth. Um, I'll kind of audit their entire marketing system to see what's working, what's not, you know, what opportunities we have available, things along those lines. And then if they want, I will also basically be kind of like their guide in like the implementation side of things. So I no longer do the implementation side, but I have, you know, like a network of professionals I work with. So I refer out to them and and, you know, I kind of project manage almost the, the, um, marketing for them. Almost like a, like a subcontractor, right? Mm-hmm. Are you a team of one besides like the way you just mentioned it? Okay. So yeah. you don't have yeah. like a so staff you... right now. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, so I was, I'm wondering if it's the guess depends on the company, right? Is it cheaper for them to like outsource you to come in and you come in for like six months to a year or whatever that time frame is rather than them just... I guess just hiring someone on and say, Hey, now I got a full timer and then they can control everything. Or my guess would be maybe the talent pool is not quite where it needs to be. So where you specialize in it, you could come in, get them on the right path and then they don't have to pay you beyond that. It's a one time situation, I think. Right. Yeah. It kind of depends on the business and their specific needs um, and everything. So yeah, like sometimes it makes more sense for them to hire me to just like come in Sometimes I also help them build out a team as well. So they're like, okay, we know we need like some of this stuff and everything. So I'll help them kind of figure out who they need on their team and then kind of help them think through the hiring process. I'm not actually hiring the people for them, but I help them them identify what they need. Kind of affect the people a little bit. Yeah. 
Sure. Oh, that's pretty cool. So how do you find companies? Do you um, do you kind of randomly find a company and say, hmm, what if I look at their, I don't know, their social media strategy and just spend a day and do it better and then send it to them and say, hey, here's what I do for you? Or someone just finds you word of mouth? I don't know. How's that go? Yeah, I don't do a lot of cold outreach um, just because it works, but I personally do not like doing that. So it's not going to be effective for me. Okay. Um, so and you're cursing I, yourself out every time. Yeah, this company sucks. <laughs> I just feels like it feels very um, like spammy because like I'm just not that type of person. Yeah, so, I, I can I can see that. Yeah. So it's just like I know it's an effective strategy, and I some of my clients, you know, that we build out a whole strategy of outreach for them. Um, but it depends on the type of person you are. And I'm very much like an introvert and I don't <laughs> like to do that. <laughs> I'm not seeing any of that introvertness. Or that's. <laughs> so yeah, I was always wondering how, how people do that because, you know, like I'm on social media <clears throat> and having a podcast on there, I get hit with spam all day long. And these mm-hmm. podcast promotioners, I mean, they're, I don't know how I describe them besides annoying as shit, right? <laughs> because they're all like, oh, you looks like you could do this better. You know, I'll give credit though. I got one good email from someone where I could tell they went through and listened to a couple episodes or at least read the notes. So they did a little bit extra. And uh, so they, I responded to them at least because I, I appreciated their effort. I said, Hey, you know what? Of all the, you know, promotion requests I get, like you clearly did your research. So I appreciate that. I'm just, I'm not in the market right now. So, but good luck, you know, rather than like, Oh, I listened to your podcast. You are awesome. We'd love to help you be better, you know, or something. And it's like, okay, generic, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can tell, you can tell when it's just like a template email. Yeah, Um, for sure. So yeah, that's, that's if, if I'm saying this is a good strategy for some of my clients, it's like, no, we need to take the time to like look through some of their stuff and at least acknowledge that you like understand their business. And like, I'm very big on like, um, relationship kind of marketing. So okay, I use Instagram a lot. So I get some clients from Instagram and like, I just like, I don't even care about like my posts to be honest. Like I do, but like, that's not what's driving me getting clients. It's me having conversations with people like in the DMS and like sharing random stuff and, right. um, and building just like an actual relationship with them. Yeah. Well, that's like long-term, that's going to be better, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's your, it's your post that initially like sparks that conversation. Yeah. And like, I also just like tell a lot of people that like social media, like we all kind of want it to be the thing that drives the sales, but most of the time it's what people are coming to and just like validating if you're, if you're a service provider, they're validating that like, yes, they know their stuff or I agree with them or, you know, like we just vibe in general. So it's kind of like allows them to have like a gut check and see you as an expert. And then, you know, like my stories, I'm just like, you know, like I mentioned my dog, I like post her all the time and right. <laughs> everyone loves her. So uh, what was, you said her name early. What was the name of the dog? Phoebe. Phoebe. Like, is that from friends, Phoebe? Like do you spell it P H? I mean, I it's spelled the same way, but that's yeah, not exactly where I got it from. Okay. <laughs> she, she has a very similar personality, so I should just roll with it though. Nice. Yeah. Ditzy. And, uh. yeah. <laughs> so you kind of just answered this, I guess, but you think there's such, is there such thing as too much social media when it comes to marketing or is that really like in this day and age, that's, 
that's the jam. That's what everyone's doing. It depends on your business and it depends okay. on who your target market is. Most of the times you're, you're going to, most businesses are, yes, they need to have some sort of social media presence, but you're not just going to be on Instagram just because that's popular Twitter because of this, or, you know, like you need to like find where your target market is actually hanging out because if they're not hanging out there and you're not like, like threads just came out. So like everybody and their mom like jumped on that. And I'm like, if your target market's not there and it's not something you just want to do for fun for like yourself, then like, there's no point in joining that platform. Don't add like more to your plates. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And if you're not going to keep up with it, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not awesome at Instagram. I'm learning Instagram as I go. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you look at my page, it's pretty standard. Um, the first handful of episodes, my uh, my daughter said that no, like I'm gonna I'm gonna take over your your artwork for your episodes. I said great, like that's what I need. Like, do I, I don't know? I'm not good at that. You do that. Mm-hmm. So she's been doing it, and um, so every week it's like, oh, here's here's what's going on. I have a little. We use like Google Drive, and I send it to her. Like she's home for the summer, but when she's at school. It's like, hey, here's the stuff I need. Here's the colors. And she, you know, now we're, we're texting each other with pictures or whatever. And she's like, I'm like, that's the one. And, it, and it's, it's awesome. So we're just, it's growing as we go, but mm-hmm. it's still, we're still not at that great level yet, you know? But you're right. If you're not good at it, if you don't need it, then don't add that. Cause sometimes it's, I look at this, like if you look at all across all the socials and I'm like, well, I'm trying to put myself with a schedule to say, okay, well, make sure I'm posting on this day here don't post the same picture on the same day every week because it's like you might have people following all three and they're like, well, you're just posting the same nonsense. Like, so I try to space it out when I can. It doesn't always work out that way, but yeah, but that's where like a social media manager or whatever is going to come in and put that game plan together. I, I would imagine. Right. Yeah, definitely. And like one other thing I'll say is I think a lot of people forget that like marketing is like supposed to be kind of fun. So, and and a lot of it is experimentation. So it's just, you have to trial and error some of this stuff to see what actually works and what doesn't like, you know, you can take an educated guess and, you know, use data and everything because that's what I'm doing. But sometimes it's just like, I have a hunch that this is going to work and we need to just see if that's correct or not. (laughs) You hope you get lucky when you're being paid for it, but like, Oh, I'm a genius. Of course. That's Luckily, awesome. all my clients are, they understand that side of things. So they're very happy to, to roll with that with me. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned threads. I was going to ask you about that too. So I'm one of the dummies that jumped on there right away too. I don't use it. I'll be honest. I, mm-hmm. I got on it and I was talking to a couple friends on there and then I'm, I don't think I've gone back to it in like a week or two. What do you think? Is it, is it as good as Twitter? I think that's, that's, that was the whole like push when, uh, you know, Elon Musk cut off like some Twitter stuff or mm-hmm. limited some stuff. And then like threads comes out like a few days later and they're like, Oh, this is the Twitter killer. But I don't know. Like it doesn't, you know, I mean, it's, it's Instagram, so it has that going forward. So I think it's, it's a pretty friendly interface, I think, but yeah, it's still, it still lacks the, the granddaddy, which is, you know, Twitter still at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I like fully believe that Meta has just been like sitting on this platform, just like waiting for Elon Musk to like do something <laughs> crazy and then be like, okay, launch now. Yep. Zuck's been um, sitting on that for yeah. probably three years, you know? Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, they made it really, they, they understand the barrier to entry because they've had, you know, Facebook, Instagram. 
So one big part when you see like any other social media, new social media platform, this is like funny and I shouldn't probably tell on myself, but like as a marketer, I probably should join all the new social media, like things that come out, but I don't because I don't want to have to learn a whole new thing when most of the time they don't stick around. So it's like, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. I joined threads right away because I knew because everyone constantly is complaining about Twitter and, you know, paying for the check. Now they were limiting how many tweets you could see a day. And it just apparently was like no longer. I stopped using Twitter a long time ago, so I don't know. But apparently everyone's like, it's just like not a fun place to like even be on here anymore. So, you know, they made it really easy to, they know people want the instant gratification and they know that they need easy onboarding essentially. So you just logged in with your Instagram account, boom, you have yeah. that and you automatically have followers because you just yeah, share the same people. Account. Yeah, exactly. So you already have this like instant gratification of, Oh my gosh, I already have this many followers, you know? So it kind of like hooks people whether yep. that's good or not, because followers are not like everything. They're not going to pay your bills and like all that stuff, but people care. They know people care. Yep. Everybody's vain. Exactly. And I think people are just like also tired of feeling like they have to make videos and they have to make graphics to go with their posts and everything. And like, this is just such an easy way, you know, just like Twitter, it's such an easy way to just like be like, I have this random thought. Let me tell the world. <laughs> well, that's it, right? You can just, it depends who you follow, I guess. But I, I used to listen a lot to, uh, you know, Bill Simmons. He talks about a lot of sports and stuff. So if he's watching a playoff game, I mean, if you have his Twitter feed open, I mean, every two minutes, it's, you know, he's like, he's yelling, he's got to yell at somebody. So yep. he's just putting it out in the Twitterverse because he has so many followers and everybody's replying, they're liking it. So like, it's just building his, his clout, if you will. You know what I mean? And yeah. He's saying nothing, like you're doing nothing, in it, but that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, is this, is this how I'm going to use threads? Just like live stream me watching like a TV show. <laughs> right. Exa- yeah. And so, I, I, you know, you may not, but some people will, that's the thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. I like, don't talk any marketing on there. It's just like literally my random thoughts. <laughs> it's not, it's not being used for business purposes yet. Right. It's uh, not yet. I mean, yet. I've, I've noticed more people starting to kind of talk and it's actually really funny. So if you follow, like I call them like entrepreneur, like celebrities, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, do you know who like Lewis House is and stuff? I do not. Um, okay. So they're like business people, but they've grown so large and they're not quite influencers because they have like big businesses, but they're like kind of in between celebrity status, in between business owner, in between influencer. Like it's just, it's a whole thing. But anyway, people like follow it's them. It's their job though. They have, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like. They have these like cult followings. They've written books. Like it's a whole situation. It's interesting because like a lot of them like jumped right on and like weren't even like, oh, hey, here's like a new thing. And people were like, this is not what we're here for. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, go back to your space. Like it's not built for that yet. It's still has it. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're all here to be like chaotic. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Uh, That's what it seemed to me. Like it was hard to follow a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But so. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll kind of keep a lookout on it. But I was never huge in Twitter. Like I have an account I, and I just, you know, just to stay out there. But, you know, I don't have 100,000 followers, so I'm okay. Yeah. You know? uh, so when you're doing, um, do you use a particular like like software? I mean, you got to, when you're pulling reports, are you just using like spreadsheets? Are you old school like that? Or are there are certain like apps or programs that you use to 
get into a company and say, oh, here's your here's your data. Like what kind of like when you're displaying metrics to them, is it just simple Microsoft PowerPoint and Excel or you got some other tricks up your sleeve? I'm using I, I'm like am a little old school when it comes to that. Um, mm-hmm. In that I am not using some like kind of aggregator that pulls all the data like I'm going to like their Instagram account and their Google Analytics and like looking at all of that and then I'm just like cross-referencing because like the biggest piece is like yes all clients can look at this data and information and get like a vague idea but what they're not typically doing is cross-referencing it so if you are seeing a lot of clicks to your website from Instagram for example but you're not seeing sales come through there's a disconnect there so then we need to look at some of that and like I'll go and look and like see what their bounce rate is on certain pages. Okay, how do we optimize that page? Because it's really popular, but you're not seeing any sort of conversion. They're not going anywhere else on your website. So how do we kind of like keep them engaged? So I'm cross-referencing a lot of that. But to actually present the information from them, I actually just like randomly discovered this um, company because they ended up being a client of mine, but it's called beautiful.ai. So it's like an AI software, but it's basically to create like presentations, but it is so easy to make like really beautiful graphs and like flow charts and like all of these things um, that I don't want to spend like hours and hours creating. They just like make it so easy. So I like tell everyone about them because, and you can like export it into PowerPoint. So if you need to have it into PowerPoint, you can like export it into that and everything. But yeah, it makes it really easy, and my clients like to have it be a little bit more visual, typically. So. Well, everybody wants visuals, of course. Yeah. Like, give me the pretty colors and the pie charts. And, yes. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like you're spying on my questions because I've shared no questions with you, but you just – like every answer is a segue into my next question, which I had. Oh, good. Which was, which was about AI, was about if you were – if you dove into that too much or you know, if you're like, – to what level is AI involved in your – in your business. I mean, you just, you kind of answered it, but I'll let you, I mean, I just wrote down beautiful AI. I'm going to check that out because maybe I could do some beautiful reports. Yes. Yes. They, they make you look very professional with very minimal effort. So highly recommend. I I do need that help. So that'll work out. (laughs) (laughs) So I could use the assist. Yeah. Um, but as far as other AI, um, I mean, I've obviously played around with, um, chat GPT. That's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've done it. Some where, you know, I'll be like, oh, I need to write this blog post. And if I'm just like short on time, like what I do is I just go and I'm like, this is kind of the outline I want to follow. And then I'll put in, you know, those headers or questions and whatnot and see what it like spits out. And then I usually have to go in and edit it very heavily because it sounds nothing like me and it sounds like a robot wrote it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it gives you a good like baseline, right? Like, exactly. So that's, yeah. that's usually how I'm like recommending people use it is like, if you need just like a starter point, because let's be real, like looking at a blank page, that's always like the hardest part of like getting started on things. So that's really how I'm using it. But I've also used it in ways that are like, if I need to research something, like I'll see what it like pulls up just to be like, oh, what are some good um, like podcasts that this client can use? So I like give some qualifiers just to kind of see. Then I have to very much go through because some of them are like really old and like are no longer around and stuff. I see. So it's helpful, but you still really need to be like, you know, use your human brain to, to vet a lot of the information. 
Well, if you could speak to that, if you come across clients who are trying to get on more podcasts, well. Yes, I will definitely send them your way. Send them my way. You know, <laughs> I, I can't promise them, uh, you know, a windfall of followers because of it. But, you know, we'll try to have a good time. We'll see. Yeah. So only if they have personality. If they don't have any personality, then <laughs> I'm going to hold you fully responsible. So. My, all my clients are amazing, full of personality. I would, be, I would be best friends with all of my clients. Of course, of course. <laughs> Have you had any like, like just shitty clients, like just uh, hard to work with? Maybe someone you've even like fired and be like, you know what? This isn't working out. We're not a good match. Very few of those, but mm. I have had some of them, um, you know, just kind of have to learn from it and kind of see. So like, you know, I... I I realize now, like the most recent one, we weren't on the same page about expectations. Okay. <laughs> and it became difficult. And, you know, I'm looking at things from a very strategic point of view. They're looking at things from a results point of view. And I'm like, we have to do all of this work first before we can kind of get to the actual like doing part of things. So there's just a lot of miscommunication and expectations were not really aligned and our work styles were very different. So it kind of was just like a mutual agreement. Like this isn't working out. No harm, no foul. We'll just end the contract kind of a thing. Yeah, there you go. So do you have any, like, do you have a system for how you like charge clients? It's just based on like you assess it, kind of say this is the scope of the project. And then I don't know how, I don't know how easy that is for you today as it was when you first got started, but how do you determine like, Hey, I'm going to charge you this. And then like, maybe like you round it up a little bit and you're like, how's this sound? Like, will you pay me this, you know? And you're like, Oh, that's it. I'm in. And you're like, damn it. I should have charged 20% more. You know, <laughs> it's like, you're just not sure, you know? Yeah. So I have, most of my services are like kind of already priced, you know, for basically solopreneur, very small um, team you know, we kind of go from there off of that. So my strategies are just like 5,000, you know, flat fee, but I have had some clients that are, you know, slightly larger. So it's actually, um, a parent company with some subsidiaries. So obviously that's like a lot more work to do. So then I have to kind of gauge from there, like how much overlap is there going to be between them and things and then adjust the pricing from there. Um, and same with, you know, kind of the, I call it my fractional CMO support where I'm working on a monthly basis with them overseeing their strategy um, execution and everything. Um, Same thing. So it kind of depends, like, do you guys have a team? Am I just helping you, the business owner? So it's like one-on-one or am I like managing, you know, a copywriter, a designer, you know, all these different people? Um, Because that's obviously going to take a little bit more time. So kind of like gauge it that way as well. Extra skill set comes with an extra price tag. That's just yes. the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always wondering how like creatives, if you will, kind of find out what they're worth. You know, I mean, I imagine you, you research it or you, or you worked at a company that did it similarly. So you're like, okay, I can do that. But then do you undercut, you know, and sell yourself short or do you kind of go over to be like, well, I charge more because I'm better. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of come off as that persona, you know? Yeah. My um, pricing strategy for this business has been, very different than probably most people approach it. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't mention this. So bold and pop was the business that I went full time into entrepreneurship with and everything. But 
Um, at the end of like 2022, I was like, you know what? I, I don't know if I like this anymore. So I told my business partner at the time, like I wanted to like walk away. So we ended up dissolving the company and like for like, this is how I got into furniture flipping was for like six, seven <laughs> months. I like was just like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to make money. Like this is great. So I was like flipping furniture to make some cash. Awesome. And then I was like, all right, now I like actually need to make some money, like pay my mortgage, you know, yeah, be an adult. yeah it's coming up. Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go work at Chili's and just wait on tables. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was a horrible waitress. Nobody would hire me. Um, <laughs> but I had some past clients that had like reached out, just like asking some marketing questions. And I was like, all right, I'm good at this. Like, let me just like dip my toe back in just to make some cash. Like, Yep. while I kind of figure it out. So then I was like, oh, wait, I, I do like this. I am good at this. But like, let me structure this in a very different way that like makes more sense for me, feels a little bit better for me because I think I just ended up getting really burnt out with the last business. So I priced myself just like super low because I was like, I just want to like see if I even like this, see if this is even anything. And then like yeah. every with every couple of clients that I got, I raised it and then I raised okay. it again. So in the first year and a half, I think it was, I think I raised my prices like four or five times, which is like not normal for most, you know, businesses. So yeah, but you, you got to gauge it. And the mm-hmm. ones that took a chance on you early, you know, they got the early bird specials. Like that's it. Yeah. They got mm-hmm. in and uh, I don't know if they've ever come back to you, but if they would come back to you, would you charge them the current prices or would you honor the first one? If they're like, Hey, um, we're kicking off a new line. Can you do another six months or... Well, so most of the clients in the beginning, I just built, I was just building a strategy. So it was kind of like a one-time project anyway. So it was just like, here's your strategy, like after like four weeks and they Mm. would take it and like go off. So they wouldn't necessarily need another strategy like built for them. Um, Okay. So it would be a different scope of work. Okay. So yes, kind of more of a follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, I do, I do work with clients. Um, you know, they come back. Yeah, they come back a lot. So yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That means you did a good job the first time that they're they're throwing back at you. So, mm-hmm. have you ever done uh, a podcast? Any podcasts ever come to you and say, "Hey, I need to. How do I grow?" Like if I came to you and I was like, "Hey, I want to get more listeners." Like you know, have you done any of those yet? Not just like solely podcasts, but I do have some clients that is like part of their businesses. Okay. So okay. So you're not a you're not one of the cheesy podcast promoters that we were talking about earlier. No, I mean, I told you before, I like literally know like barely anything about podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I can help you, you know, promote some stuff and everything, but it actually probably would be a fairly similar strategy, you know, you know, social media, content marketing, getting reviews I know is important, you know, things like that. Well, you mentioned earlier too, when you're looking at all the, all the data, I, I like that. I, it's kind of a weird thing to like, but I like going in and looking at the analytics and the different, the insights that come along with the, the different posts and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with small potatoes right now for myself, but, but I see it, you know, I've seen it grow since I've started and that's kind of cool, you know? So whether it's the, the listeners of, you know, the number of downloads or whatnot for each episode, or if it's you know, here's a picture I put out there, who's following it, who's sharing it, things like that. And it's it's pretty in-depth when you look at it because you can say, oh, well, this particular, these hashtags that I used got me this many more views. So I try to I try to make make note of that at least so yeah. I can try to figure out what to do the next time, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's exactly 
how to use, you know, analytics really. Cause like, you know, you, that's the purpose of them is to see what's working, yeah. make a note of it so you can replicate it and make tweaks to improve upon it. That's good. But look at that. I'm already, I'm, yeah, I'm doing your job. You go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about AI earlier. So mm-hmm. what I tried, have you ever heard of, uh, you might not have, cause you don't do the podcasting. So it's kind of for that, but I just tried this thing called dub. It's a D U B B okay. uh, a friend of mine, Nick was on this past week's podcast. So what I did is I, you go to the site dub and I, you gotta go, you got a one free trial version of this. I put in the MP3 or the, you know, the MP4, whatever the format is. And then you fill out this little questionnaire, like what's the name of the podcast? What's the host? What's, you know, and you answer a few questions and then it took maybe five, 10 minutes. And then it spit out this whole line of like awesomeness. Right. And it's not perfect. You'd have to tweak it like any AI, but one, it transcribed the entire podcast, which was pretty cool, but then it gave suggestions for, Oh, this, this would be a good post for Facebook. This would be a good Twitter. And it gives a couple sentences of like what the podcast was about. And I thought that was really cool. And then it actually cut out audio clips. So it had four or five audio clips. So I was playing those and those weren't perfect. I think there was one that was good. And I'm like, oh, this would be pretty cool. Cause I don't, I haven't quite got to that yet. And that's kind of the next thing for me is to put more or not more, but any like reels, whether it's an audio reel or a video reel, I haven't scoped that just yet. I you know, I stay hidden behind no camera, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Right. But, but it provided that for you. And I thought that was, uh, it was pretty cool because it, it, it does take some of that work out of it. Because for me, a lot of the problem is like I mentioned earlier, but I think before I recorded, I was like, Hey, your challenge is as a marketing strategist, like come up with a name for this episode. Like what would be mm-hmm. a catchy name? But this also provides suggestions. It was like four or five suggestions for names, uh, suggestions for the, um, you know, on every show I do like the episode notes, you know, so it provided, you know, suggestions for that. And I just compared it to what I had already done. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, they definitely used a lot more vocabulary words, <laughs> you know, than I use. So, but that's, again, that's like when I couldn't do the artwork and my daughter did that, I'm not a copywriter either. So for me, I'm just like, oh, this is what we talked about. I'm just kind of jotting some things down. And I'm like, I don't know how many people read that anyway, but I like to have it because I want to do the guest right. I want to, if someone just looks at it before they listen, I'm like, okay, what's interesting that's going to get them to click play. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. And I'm assuming that it probably works similar to most AI where like the more you use it, the more it's like learning from you. So like it probably approves like upon time. I mean, they're giving you like a lot of, of good stuff. Yeah. I think they actually do uh, this. The free sample didn't have it, but I think they create what am I thinking of? Like uh, images of you, you know what okay. I mean? I think that it does. Uh, I have to look, I think it had that as a feature if you, if you buy it. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it was a monthly fee, you know, so I may look into it, maybe try it out for a few months and just see, I want to see if I'll use it. Right. Yeah. So if I, I put out an episode every Tuesday, so I'm like, well, that's how much time would I save once I got comfortable with the program? So, and you know, the question as I look at the analytics, right. And say, okay, well, since I, I use this for these two months, what would the what was the difference? Would I get more engagement or whatever? So mm-hmm. uh, be interesting to see. So yeah, definitely. And I would imagine you know keywords and all of that stuff kind of they factor that in as well. They, so. uh, yep, that's the other thing yeah. they added. I think they they suggest like hashtags for each platform, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was pretty cool. So I don't know what you know what they're pulling from, but cool, you know, take the guesswork out so that I'm not regurgitating the same stuff every week. I'm just cutting and pasting and adding a few like. I don't have to think about it too much, you know? 
Yeah, you know, definitely. I work a full-time job in addition to this, so it's like, well, you know, as much as I'd love to do this full-time, it's like, well, it doesn't pay my mortgage yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so until it does, you know, I got to I got to find shortcuts. So Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take people can find out where to find you like so they can, you know, so the socials you would send me the ones to use uh, as well as the businesses that you businesses that you still run. Right. Mm-hmm. So we get the uh, the affirmation cards or the affirmation deck. That's I'll, if anyone's listening to this now, I'd say check that out. That's they're pretty funny. Again, I, I might have to figure out a way at work to like put one on someone's desk and just oh my gosh, say, hey, I love that. you know what I mean? So we'll see if I can get them. I mean, everyone wants to be motivated, right? So maybe, maybe these choice, choice words cards will, <laughs> <laughs> will get it going, you know? Um, but yeah, we'll put your information out there and then see, you know, see what's going on. But any closing thoughts, I guess, on. Not much. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I, like I said, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was, it was awesome talking with you and what we'll do is we'll get all your information in there and then. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for checking us out and uh, be sure to like, share, follow all that fun stuff and uh, stay casual. <laughs>